0: You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow, grow, and go.
1: But uh, it's, it's entitled, Praise Him. Everybody say, Praise Him. Praise
0: Shout Him.
1: Shout it out. Praise Him. Praise Hallelujah. Him. Hallelujah. That sounded good. Psalm 67. Let's go three through seven. Psalm 67. Lord, I thank you for blessing the offering as it leaves. Multiply it as it goes down the aisle. May they receive divine increase as it gets into the safe. I've just messed with them in Jesus' name. I want to begin with verse 3 through 7 of uh, Psalm 67. How many know this book here is, this book is so instructional. In the middle of the book is the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a book of songs that will encourage you. But also, first, the whole book is about lifting up God. It says, let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. And God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Glory to God. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Father, I'm asking, Lord, just do something unusual and different tonight. Lord, let us not be over-familiar with this topic, but let us recognize where are we in this message. But, Father, we want to become praisers. We want to live a lifestyle of praise. We want to recognize how important it is as your people to be a people of praise, a people that lift up your name. The people that rejoice in you on a continual basis. Help us, Holy Spirit, to receive that which you have for us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Too many people in church think praise in church is just a gathering time for you to come from the lobby to your seat. It's like an interlude. You know, uh, they're just praising God. But I'm saved I know all about those songs. It's a shame. You should not think that way. We don't come just uh, to meet one another or hear the word. But one of the reasons we come is to ignite the praise that God requires of us and let it out in Jesus' name. And uh, I'm telling you, it can't be just a thing that we do here. What church does is help launch us into a lifestyle because praise, I want to talk about different things about praise, but praise brings power. It says here, we just read it, when you praise him, it does something to release things in your life. The Bible says it brings increase in your life. It releases the power of God. Praise is a way to escape what the devil's trying to do on your life. Praise is a way how you can, really, it's an act of faith. When you praise God, when you don't feel like praising God, because the answer doesn't seem like it's there, especially during the COVID times, people have had all this opportunity to be by themselves, be sequestered. And we have a lot of depression, but let me tell you what, for the believer, we can push depression off. Bad days and sad days can turn to glad days. We become a people of praise in the name of Jesus. And it's a way of faith. It's a way of faith. And we've got to understand that we've got to learn how to tap into the power of God through praise. Praise is a familiar topic we talk about. Yeah, we all need to praise the Lord. I know all about praising the Lord. But I'll be honest with you. Even as I study this message, I say, God, I'm going to do better. I'll put my praise on. Because you can get a lot of stuff in church. And this happens and that happens and this and that. and, Ooh, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Hallelujah. You've got to put your praise on. We, we, we sent the team out. We just repaired the back of that beautiful new bus we got. It was barely left the, the place and some person on drugs, higher than a kite, ran right in the back of the bus and smashed it again. So we had to drive it back. It's at the shop now. Insurance will handle it. But the devil's a liar in Jesus' name. But you got to listen. You got to recognize, but we got to keep our praise on. We got to keep our praise on. But it, but the Bible's got so many reasons to praise. I want you to just go through a few of them. But number one, we praise God out of gratitude for what he's done for you and I. Oh, somebody shout amen. I know we got the Thanksgiving season coming at us. And I thank God all forebears in this nation said we need to have a day of Thanksgiving. And then later on it became actually incorporated into our whole governmental uh, day, a day of Thanksgiving. It, it needs to be a day of Thanksgiving. I think we need a day of fasting and prayer as well. That needs to happen, especially what we're going through right now. But Psalm 147.1, it says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, It is for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. It is beautiful. You know, there's something about a, a, a parent that has a child that's really very thankful and grateful for everything they do. For everything you do, I mean, they just all oh, thank you We appreciate you being such great parents. I can't wait for my Christmas my uh, birthday cards because my kids write stories, and I go, man, if ever I feel down, I, it starts off with a song. It has some kind of da-da-da-da. da They got a song. They got the whole thing going on. I have a hard time throwing away a card that sings to you every time you open it. But the card will always be about thanking me and just, oh, I mean, my God. I want to do something for them. Amen. There's something about when they thank me, wow, what can I do back in Jesus' name? You know what? God's like, way it's good to praise God. It's good to get in the habit of thanking God of how good he is. Well, all I see is a problem. All I see is COVID. No. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. For he is so good to you and I. I tell you what. We serve a good to God in Jesus' name. Psalm 92.1 says, it's good to give praise to the Lord and to sing praises to your name. most high. You know, he is so worthy of our praise. God is so good. It, listen. Is there anything you and I can do to pay back what he did for us? No, we may praise him some, we may serve him some, but there is no way that you can adequately thank God. And so we need to be a people that say, you know what, God, I want to be a person that's so grateful for what you've done for my life. If you look back over your life, you say, where would you be without Jesus Christ? I mean, the stories you'll hear on Tuesday, I love them. People get up on the microphone and say what God's done just this year. It's miracles, salvations, deliverances, healings, supernatural provisions, jobs that like you couldn't get that job unless God showed up to help you. Amen. And some of you that married people, amen. I know I married beyond my pay grade. I mean, i tell you what. <laughs> I was in a big church. I saw my wife was leading worship. This church is three, 4,000. I said, looky here, looky here. And you know what I love about her? She said, all those suitors that tried to marry her, she said, no. No, you're not the one. No, you're not the one. No. And then, this woman of faith, two years before we married, the Lord spoke to her. I can see why. She said, this will be your husband. And the people would say, you know, she was, people were always asking her out. She says, no, no. And then the Christians thought she was nuts. Are you trying to be a nun? And uh, I won't share some of the stuff, but I remember I showed up with, I showed up at church about a year before we, remember that? Oh, yeah. I showed up with this blonde on my arm and she said, he'll never marry her. I mean, she had faith and I didn't. A few days later, I got rid of her. I said, No, I said, You're not the one. I mean, God told me, just as plain, you are barking up the wrong tree. Amen. Just forget it. And then, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about how much God has been so good to every single one of us. Come on. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. You're so good, God. And for me, I always think about 1994. Doctor gave me 90 days to live. 1994. 90 days to live. I feel like praising him. I mean, I mean glory to God. I, listen to me. This is so phenomenal. And everybody's got a testimony. There's not a one that doesn't have a testimony. Is Well, the, door, the Lord's done nothing for me. Liar. You're a liar. Got to cast that lying devil out of you. You know you're lying. And I tell you this, God is such a good God. And we need to understand. We need to acknowledge that God is good. It must say, God, you're good. You're so, so good. You know, God wants us to hear, He wants to hear that from us. Well, Lord, I'm in my prayer cause. It. Let me give you through my list of things I need. Number one, I need this and I need that. And Lord, I'm I'm a confessing. We should confess. And I'm a believer, and we should believe. But maybe we could grease the tracks with a little praise. Amen. Hello. Listen, let let the Lord begin to wind up things for you a little quicker by praising Him and thanking Him for how good He really is. Hallelujah. And And therefore, you can say how good He is. But the Lord made us to sing. Now, obviously, some sing better than others. Some make a joyful noise unto the Lord, but it's, you know what? It qualifies. And, and, and when we come together as a corporate body and begin to lift up God's name, I tell you, there's nothing like being the a corporate body where everybody's engaging in to thank God. And I don't want to just exhort you sometimes because sometimes you sit here, and you go, well, I love the Lord. I don't really need to get into this because the Lord knows I love him. No, you're wrong. You need to get into it in Jesus' name. Uh, You need to get into it. You need to praise him, the Bible says, with your voice. Lift up your voice. There's something about it. Hallelujah. Express to God your love. God, you're so good. You're so good. And then maybe the Lord says, the Lord says, dance unto the Lord. Well, you say, I'm not a dancer. Well, shuffle. Move something move something. You know, I don't pretend to be a Christian Barnes. Christian Barnes can sing, twirl, and dance all at the same time. I don't pretend to be Christian Barnes. But you know what? I can shuffle a little bit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You express to God, this this movement is because I love you. This movement is because, God, I want to tell you how good you are. And you know what church should be is just to re-crank the Pope to get you going again. Because it needs to be happening on a regular basis that you're thanking God. God, you're a good God. Especially with all the negativity that's in the world today. You know, it's crazy out there. The New Hampshire football player was taken off the team because off the property, he mentioned, I believe there's only two genders, male and female. The principal ooh, ooh. Oh, oh. It's one of those familiar spirits, and they kicked him off the team. That's okay. He's suing them. Just sue the school. Just sue the school. Amen. But it's well. We got to stay to keep that praise going. You know, the devil tried to clog up all of Abraham's wells with rocks. He couldn't get the water out, but Isaac came along and began to unclog them i tell you what, praise keeps the wells going open. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Psalm 103. It says, know that the Lord, he is good. Everybody say, he is good. He is good. Oh, he is so good. And, and, and the Bible says, and it is he that, I love with this. Let me get this over to get you the hang of this. It is he that has made us. Oh, yeah, we're made by him, and not we ourselves. It's amazing that someone has to express that, and not we ourselves, because people talk about the self-made man or woman. That's a joke. And the people out there that we believe when we came out of the swamp, that's another joke. We've been made by God. God made you, and God made you the way you are. In fact, there's not another person on the planet like you. You put, I mean, you put all the components together, your personality, your look, you know, your walk, the way you talk. I won't stop there. But I just, we're all different, wonderfully different. I think God loves variety. That's why I love this church. We're from 65 plus nations. I love it. I look around here, everyone's different. Amen. But we love, God loves all the peoples of the earth. Amen. I say like, I, you know, I see my brother, Matt. He's looking so cool. He always dresses so fine, just like, like, he's like, Mr. GQ. I can just try, but I know he'll be him. Amen? Does that make sense? And other people do have different strengths and different, you know, it's just the way it is. Like, like Isaac over here. I say, Lord, I need to be buff like that. But no, it's just skinny me, but I... But uh, then it says, he has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He's just, you know, he's just setting it up. So then, okay, God made you. If you've given your heart to Christ, you're the sheep of his pasture. So the next verse is so appropriate. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Come on now, I really believe, I really believe if we would spend more time praising him, even in our quiet time. If we said, Lord, I just want to praise you. I want to just lift up the goodness of God. I want to get into it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And begin to lift him up. I believe that God would manifest himself so much quicker. The Bible says God is worthy. Psalm 145.3. It said, great is the Lord and ready to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. It's like, worthy is the Lord in the book of Revelations. You and I will sing that song. You know why they wrote it in Revelation? So you can practice it before you get there. There'll be no screens up there to follow the words. You're supposed to know. I'll be standing real close to my wife. Okay, worthy. No. (laughs) But he's, But the whole of revelation is this, this explosion to tell God how great He is, how worthy He is, how wonderful He is. Hallelujah to Jesus. But there's something about this, and I got this. This is so powerful. In fact, one of my staff remind me, including you, my dear brother. Not that you're on staff, uh, Marcus. But I want to put praise. In the vehicles, preset. I want it preset, because one of the things we did at Zambia is just everywhere we went, we're just praising. I mean, like thirty people praising God for an hour through the you know you know what I'm talking about the roads of Africa. I mean, goodness me! But you know what? It just brought here's here's my point: praise brings the presence. Every bus trip. Was it not there? Praise brings the presence. And so we need to be a people that say, God, I've got to have your presence. I want to live in your presence. Psalm 22.3. It says, actually, I like the King James, the best of all the translations. I looked through all the translations that King James got on this one. It says, God inhabits the praises of his people. All the others talk about God's enthroned In his praise. You're enthroned in the praise of Israel. But somehow the word inhabit, it just is a better expression. And it's the only translation I could find it. That God inhabits, meaning that that God Himself in heaven lives in praise. It's the atmosphere of praise. That and when he finds it on earth, he'll show up. It's like I will show up with my presence. Well, how many know when you show up with God's presence? Oh, some demons have got to move. I mean, the work of devil's got to go. Because all of a sudden, you know, you know, he talks about how the presence of God showed the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And it said, the, it's got a whole psalm here. I don't know if maybe I missed the psalm. But it talks about the fact that the Red Sea parted. It, 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 it didn't part for the people of Israel itself. But it was because that they were thanking God for their deliverance. There's something about the presence of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 114. And uh, I want to... Read a few of these things. It says, when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, woo, from a people of a strange language, Judah became his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. I believe they began, you know, can you imagine 400 some years of being in bondage? What's it like? You don't have to report to the slave master anymore. And then the Bible said that God allowed them. It's amazing, my Lord said. He said, We want to borrow some jewelry. Oh, can I borrow that necklace? I mean, it says finest jewels, finest of silver and gold, and clothing. Uh, I like that. Could I take that? Sure. You know, the Egyptians thought they're going to get it back. Sure, I'll loan this to you. But how many know they just took off? They just took off. I really believe that part of the reason that Pharaoh was, had to chase them because people say, hey, I got to get, they, they got my dress. <laughs> they got my gold bracelet. We better go get them. And so Pharaoh takes off. But it says that, oh, I love it. It says that the house of Jacob was delivered from his people of strange language, and Judah became a sanctuary. Now watch this. The sea it and fled. What was the sea flying? why did the sea leave its calm demeanor and split into a, like both walls of water, a wall on the left, a wall on the right because they, they saw the presence of God, the, pres- the creator of the waves. Hallelujah. And uh, Jordan turned back when they crossed over the Jordan the priest stepped there and, the, and Jordan got blocked up miles up yeah, it, it formed a, a supernatural dam. And then he says, let the, ha- let the house of Aaron say, his mercy endures forever. And let those who fear the Lord now say, his mercy endures forever. He's talking about when God inhabits the praise of his people, waters will split in Jesus' mighty name because of his presence. And so when we truly praise God, and you can't praise God like, you got to have it from your heart. It's got to be sincere. And therefore, you should learn to love to praise God. When you hear the music, you say, listen, I can talk to you anytime, but I can't always praise God with my people. Run in here. Don't be dragging out there, drinking coffee another half hour. It amazes me. People saunter in. I remember one time, my service was nearly over. A man came in from the back, sauntered in, sat in the back row. I was given the altar call. The man raised his hand and came forward. I never, I never forgot that. A two-minute altar call, he got saved. But that's not God's best. God's best is you get in when it started. In fact, enough said. You know what I'm trying to say. Amen. But it, it I, I believe this, when we praise God, it, it drives the manifestation of his power. He's going, uh, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. In fact, I want to do more worship nights. We used to do worship nights. Two, three hours, we worship God flat for three. We start at seven, end at ten. And the power of God would just come down. Just, you know, sometimes we lead worship, but we got a clock to fight. And uh, because we can't do everything. But I, I, just between you and me, just to let it out, I just want to, it's like clean out your pipes in Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise God. Worship God. But you can do that at home. In Jesus' mighty name. And so, unless... It's like if the Red Sea could split and bring them deliverance through the presence of God, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If we learn to praise Him, God's presence will drive the demons out. God's presence will make deliverance happen for you in Jesus' mighty name. Talk about the benefits of praise. But you know what? Praise also brings promotion. I believe it. God likes people that just praise Him. Through thick and thin. Not always through the easy times. You know, the Bible talks about it's easy to praise the Lord when everything's going on. Just great. Amen? But sometimes when you're fighting some weird stuff in your family, something in your body, something in the finances. And Habakkuk really puts this so well. The book of Habakkuk. And he just says, um, when the fig tree does not blossom and there be no fruit on the vine. Remember that one? I think it's verse 17. It says, and watch this. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine. Now this is very true for me. I had an apple tree in the first house we had. I never got to eat them because people would steal them. I would just be there. I said, I couldn't wait to get the apples. I'd come out the next day, not one apple. I said, Bless the thieves, Jesus. They, I'll just give it. And then the same thing happened at 275 property. We had the peach tree. I just couldn't wait to get the peaches. And I, was, I said, You know, about now this should be ripe. I went over there, not one peach left. All gone. It's frustrating. But we have to forgive people, Lord. The peach is a gift. But may it rot in their gut. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And then the, and then the peach tree fell down. Some cut it down. It was our, our people that cut the lawn. They didn't know. They, true story. Anyway. Um, but I have a new peach tree, but never fear. I have a surveillance camera now on it. <laughs> I truly do. <laughs> it says, though though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, and though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, and though the flock may be cut off from the herd, and there be no herd in the stalls. Now that's telling this, nothing's going right. They're stealing the apples. Actually, i got to break this curse. I just thought about this. Remember that grapevine? I spent several years growing this grapevine on my fence. And some really great grapes. And there they were. I remember they were just ripening. I said, this is going to be great. The next week, not one, not one there. <laughs> and, then, and then my wife said, honey, I watched the birds. They were having a feast too. I thought no, they were ripe. They just feeding cardinals. We have all kinds of birds. I said, Lord, you're trying to teach me something. You're teaching me Habakkuk, chapter 3. Listen what it says. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. You can have your apples, but I'm saved by the blood of Christ. You may eat my grapes, but hallelujah, the word of God's alive and full of power, and it works for me. God's a good God, and God's for me. God's a good God. He's for you, and he has blessing for you. And you know what God wants? He wants us to praise Him when it's not going well. He wants to praise Him when it looks dark out there. He wants to praise Him when enough, and it seems like there's not enough money to go through the month. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? It says, the Lord's God is my strength, and He will make my feet like deer's feet, and He will make me walk on my high hills. You ever seen deer? Actually, it says hind. High a the type of goat. If you watch these animals, a deer can jump over a fence like this high. You just watch it. They got little pointy, it's like the little ballerinas on little, you know, like little, these little slippers, tiny little points. And they go, poing. Animals, if you're a hunter, uh, well, let's not go there because people get upset about hunters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell hunting stories, but anyway. <laughs> but they'll, prance, they'll be able to go all over because they have great grip and great agility. He'll make my feet like hinds feet. You know what that means? He says the mounds of difficulty, the mounds of all that things that want to say you can't get through, he'll make you jump over. By, listen, but by, I'm going to rejoice in God. How many of you know when you begin to praise him, begin to praise and worship him, the, the mount begins to shrink? And you get a little joy in your step. And all of a sudden you go, you know what, God? I needed that. I need a praise break. I need to not get down because God will promote you. Because it's when you praise him, it's really an act of faith. For Habakkuk to do that, that's an act of faith. You have to write a song. I don't feel like praising him. I don't feel it a bit. I don't feel like... When you say, I feel like praising him when it's not good out there, that's faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But you got to be so careful in the midst of all your trials. You don't ask God this question. Why, God? Why did that happen to me? Why did I lose that? Why did I not get that promotion? Why? you got to be very careful. Number one, God's a good God. Out of James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes down for the Father, the lights in whom there's no variables, or shadow of turning. So God's a good God. God always has goodness for you. Now, there's a devil out there. But number two, watch this. Be very careful about complaining. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.11. Or the verse before that even. It says they complained. The children of Israel, they complained. Don't complain as some of them complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Don't complain. In fact, um, the second rule we have on any mission trip, which is good for life, because life is one long mission trip, there's only one leader. It's Jesus. And we have a trip. When we go on a trip, never complain because one person starts groaning about, there's no heat for the shower. It's cold. Or um, there's roaches on the floor. There's a lot of things. you You know, they served us grasshoppers for lunch. <laughs> These are all true stories. Uh, you, you you know what? You just can't complain. You just got to praise the Lord. We had this older man on the first mission trip, second trip, I think it went, third trip. We no, first trip to Africa, and he came along. And he started complaining. I said, well, I don't like this, and this is too long. I said, come here. What? Remember the rule number two? What was that? You already forgot it? I said, no complaining. Because one person starts... Going negative, they make the next person negative, and pretty soon you're all negative. Amen. But no complaining because it brings destruction to you. you so so you, have to, you have to reverse it in Jesus' name. Don't complain. Praise. You know, the, ten, the, the, the Israelites had 10 tests. Count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You go look at it. 10 tests. They failed every one of them. Every one. They didn't pass one test. All God wanted them to do was this. We thank God. We know that we're in the waters of Maraba, and they're bitter and they make us this, it makes us sick. But we praise God. He's going to make a way for us. God would have done that right then. He would, made, he would have made the water pure, sweet. God's just looking for some praise out of us. Because when you bring the presence of God down on you, He'll promote you. He'll make a way for you. Amen. And then praise brings... You ready for this? It brings deliverance. And there are so many scriptures I go to. I'll just go to one. Think about it. Acts 16. This is amazing to me. Paul had a vision. Go to Macedonia and help us. They, they got on a ship, went straight over to Macedonia. The first city they went to, Neapolis. The second city was the largest city in Macedonia. It was Philippi. They're obeying God. So they're going back and forth. They met Lydia, won her to the Lord. They had a house, church going on. They're speaking at the market. Then this crazy slave girl saying through a familiar spirit, you're, you're the son of the most high God. You know, I just started talking about his ministry. And this is Paul didn't do it at first. He just waited, waited. Then finally one day, by the spirit of God, he said, now. He turned and said, out of her in Jesus' name. Well, the owners made their money through it, this girl. Now they had no more divinations, no more, no more false prophecies. So they grabbed Paul, they grabbed Silas, and it says they took their clothes off and beat him. How would you like to be thrown? The Bible says they were told by the magistrates to the jailer. Don't put him in just the prison. Put him in the middle of the prison and put their feet in stock. So you're sitting there. I got a call from God. To go to Macedonia. Next thing I know, I'm beaten. Oh, my brother and sister. I got story upon story. I left. I sacrificed. I went full time. I left the corporate world. I went to ministry. I spent four years as an associate serving the man of God. I launched. About two years later, I get this. Edict that you're going to die in 90 days. I went to God. I said, God, remember me? I'm the one, who's, I'm the one who sacrificed. What's happening here? But you know what, God? <laughs> things will happen when you're in the will of God. They'll go against what you want to happen. That's the way it is. Just figure that out. And just know it's not God. It's the devil trying to stop what God wants to do through you. But you got to have the courage to say, you know what? I'm not backing down, I'm not backing off. But the Bible says, at midnight, now midnight is the darkest hour of the night, and if they're all alone, their backs are bleeding. Now think about this. They could have been saying, "Can you believe this? We listen We listen to the views, and our backs are bleeding. We're stuck in this prison. And I promise you, just think about the prisons. If you're in stocks, you can't go anywhere. I'll just say this. They're very stinky. I'm sure they had rats as big as cats. In that stinky dark place at midnight, here's what the the message is. In the midst of the toughest time you could ever imagine, they said they began to sing praises to God. They began to sing. They didn't just sing, hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, it wasn't one of those. It had to be very loud because the Bible said all the prisoners heard it and there were stone walls. So they had to go. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. We want to magnify the one of all Israel. Oh God, you'll not leave me in a defeated place, but you're going to lift me up and show me your mighty hand. Oh, I want to praise you. Oh, I want to praise you. Oh, I want to praise you. For oh, you are my victory. You know what? I had to be like that. And the Bible said, I love it. It doesn't say how long they praise him. Maybe in 20 minutes. Maybe a half hour. But the Bible said, all of a sudden, an earthquake hit the entire place. The place was shaken. You know what lets me know? Praise shakes hell. Your praise rattles the gates of hell. Your praise tells hell. Oh, just tell them to shut up. Just tell them to shut up. Because when they praise, it means God, Jehovah is going to show up. And when God, Jehovah shows up, we're done for. And they begin to praise him. Now, it wasn't just enough that the earthquake came, that every door was opened. But it was not just that. They would still be bound. But the chains that held them, the stocks on their feet, all fell off of the whole prison. And I never thought about it when I was studying it today. Paul had to have a word of knowledge. Because the head jailer, when he sees all the doors open, he says, oh, my goodness, they're going to kill me. I might as well kill myself. So it was pitch black. The jailer's in the other part of the prison. So Paul yells out through a word of knowledge, Hey, jailer, don't kill yourself. We're all here. And the Bible says he ran and got a light and ran and found them. And you know what the whole story is? That in the midst of all of that hell, God brought deliverance by bringing the jailer and all those to Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you what, God is going to do that for you and I. There's a lot of darkness out there. There's a lot of oppression. I tell you what, God wants us to get praising. He wants us to bring down his presence upon our life. He wants us to be, and and he doesn't want to just do it every now and again. He wants to make it a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. Lifestyle. A lifestyle of praising God. A lifestyle of thanking God. You know, I'm very much aware when I talk with my wife, we don't talk. We got to learn this in ministry. We don't talk negatives. If she heard a negative, I heard a negative, we just don't talk. We don't bring it up. Amen. If we do bring it up, it's in a place we sit down, okay, here's the, here are the challenges. Let's believe God. But you can talk negatives in your house, and it puts, it's like a, a woe is me spirit comes on you. And it's a defeat of spirit. Your, your, your spirit can get defeated. It can bow down. You know what? You're so bowed down, you don't go to church. You're so bowed down, you quit serving God. But you know, that praise will push it off. Praise will push it off. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me tell you what, there's deliverance, power, in praise. There are many scriptures I could bring up with. Psalm 149 it talks about that. But here's, I want to close with this. Go to Psalm 34. This is my last closing. <laughs> my, this is my, have I have a closing? I am not one closing. So this is like, I'm just doing one closing, then we're going to be done. But it says this in verse 34, chapter, I mean, Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Let's say it aloud. I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, the Lord challenged me on this. Really? I will bless the Lord at all times. Watch this. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Whoop. I mean, I don't know about you. I want to pick it up. In the name of Jesus. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I don't have to wait to come to church, Had the band strike it up. Amen. Can you imagine as a worship leader, everyone's been praising God all week. Then they come in the house everybody comes in when the music begins. I mean it would be explosive. As a worship leader, I've led worship. Sometimes it's pulling a wagon without wheels. Just. uh, 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 uh. And you people are. I mean, they're not engaged. You have to learn not to look at that person because that makes you feel bad. I don't want to look at that person. You find one person with a smile. And one person with their arms raised and one person celebrating, you just want to focus on them, okay? Because, because they will take you down. They will take you down. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, there's some, that's why praise people got to be prayed up. You got to be praising yourself. Otherwise, it'll be, I'm just trying to help you. Uh, my soul shall make a boast of the Lord, the humble hear of it, and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. What a powerful four four, four verses. But we got to bless the Lord at all times. Now Hebrews 13, I believe it's 15, says we must continually offer the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to his name. And I love that scripture because it says, you know, a sacrifice when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you feel like praising God. Other times you say, that's not really what I want to do right now. I, want, I feel like crying and talking to somebody about how bad it is. No, 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 no. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There is tremendous, and i just touched the surface of this. remember one time I, I spoke like about six or eight weeks on praise and glorifying God. But we need it. We're coming to Thanksgiving mode. But if we get to Thanksgiving mode, it should be our mode. Everybody say praise God continually. Hallelujah. 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 You know, that's Hebrew for praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love the fact that hallelujah is hallelujah in every language. It may not be the same way. Some might be hallelujah. But anyway, but hallelujah. Everybody knows what hallelujah is. Everybody knows what hallelujah is. I'll close with this. Take my Bible. You know what? When Jesus was marched through the Jerusalem in that final entry before he's crucified, he's riding on a donkey. In Matthew 21, I believe it's 11, he says, they all sang praises to him. Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. I mean, they were praising him. The Pharisees said, you shouldn't be letting them praise you. Jesus quoted from Psalm 8. He said, I'm telling you. If they don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. And he said, haven't you heard that out of the mouth of babes you have ordained praise? You go back to Psalm 8, same scripture. The Hebrew quotes it, out of the mouth of babes you've ordained strength. There's a correlation. When we praise God and we lift him up because it's his due. It's what it's, It's he's a good God. We will become strong in our spirit. Amen. And I believe faith, I mean, I believe that the atmosphere of praise is the atmosphere where your faith can accelerate. It will will accelerate your faith. The complainers, you have no faith. Your faith will bottom out in Jesus' name. But we need to be on purpose in the days we live in, crazy praisers. We need to be more crazy about our praise is not just for the bus from Zambia going from Indola to wherever that place is. watu Thank you. But we would, you know what? I felt the power of God come on me. I mean, I said, listen, this needs to be a habit. We need to become praisers. We need to become praisers. Not, not just because, well, I heard a lesson. No, no, because it's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord all oh my soul and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up.
0: Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Hufton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at WHCGA.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms, and we hope you have a blessed week.